Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung. Gifts have been given. Now we need a word from on high. Now, God, we ask that you would allow me to decrease, that you would increase in me, hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. Let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And, Father, I love you, Jesus, because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. Come on with the love of Jesus in you. Give him a hand clap of praise. If he's really been good to you, why don't you show some sign? Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I love the Lord because he first loved me. Now look at that neighbor one more time and give him a smile with your eyes and tell him, neighbor, I'm in the right place at the right time. Come on, let's celebrate him one more time. Certainly we thank God for this morning, for you all being here today. Grateful to see so many of you that have pressed and made your way out to trust and believe that God is still the same, even in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, before I take my text, I just want to say a few things to you all. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all of those that have been praying and, and just really been praying for our church, this ministry. We thank God for you, and we want to, again, welcome you back to True Spirit Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. I want to share this with you. Please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, do not get upset or get frustrated when the ushers are trying to escort you to specific spots. They're only doing their job to keep you safe. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, we're grateful for our ushers, the nurses. This COVID team has done a marvelous job to make sure that we have a safe environment to worship in. Amen. Let's celebrate them one more time. Amen. I thank them. I thank them so much for their steadfastness, steadfastness and their faithfulness that uh, despite of what they have going on throughout the week, they're still willing to come early. Somebody say early and make sure the church house is cleaned. And even in between Sunday school, we are back here at 915 on Sunday mornings for Sunday school. We're also here at 11 on Tuesday starting this week for Bible study in the sanctuary practicing social distancing so at 11 and at 7 we will be here to learn of god's word amen amen all right if you have your manuals of life with you please turn with me to psalm 30. psalm 30. psalm 30 verse number five if you're able to stand please stand in respect and reverence to the word of God. I promise you I won't be before you long. I'm going to give you about 22 minutes uh, of, of his word, and I'll allow you to get to your festivities and your uh, games on today. Amen? Amen. We want to remind you that every third Sunday is Sports Sunday. You can wear your uh, sports uh, jersey and all those things you like. Amen? Amen. Psalm 30, if you're able to stand, please stand. If you have Psalm 30 and 5, shout out amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. Amen. And it reads, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. Y'all don't even know when. 
but joy cometh in the morning. You may be seated. The word of God is blessed. Uh, I can tell now it's going to be like pulling teeth from an alligator this morning because when we think of Scripture and what God has done, just hearing the fact that he has declared something will take place should bring joy in our lives. Amen. If I could get you to help me preach on the subject and the topic, uh, tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Um, there are so many things uh, we can reflect on um, and that things that we've learned as a youth uh, that even you now have you have become grown as you are. You can reflect on them and say you'll never forget what you were told and what you were taught. We were always told uh, whenever you talk or walk into someone's house, take your hat off. Always try and be first to say hello. Never forget to pray over your food before you lay down at night. Uh, never forget to say your prayers. Even when someone has complimented you and done something good, uh, we've always been told to say thank you. It was the most common and the most decent thing and respectful thing to do. That same uh, notion of what we've been taught should carry over into our uh, behavior as believers. As born again, baptized believers, there are some things that you should never forget when it comes to God. If, if I could just uh, intrigue your mind for about two seconds with it, if you don't mind. Uh, one of them is you should never forget who he is. The other one is you should never forget what he done. And the other one is uh, you should never forget why he did what he did. And but most importantly, you should never forget to tell God, thank you. Uh, why am I telling him thank you? Because he didn't have to let me see another day. Uh, he didn't have to let me wake up this morning. He didn't have to give me activities of my limbs. He didn't have to give me uh, just the ability to move my arms, my legs, open my eyes, talk with my lip. He didn't have to put food on my table, clothes on my back. I'm preaching, but you ain't saying nothing. Uh, give me a sound mind. Just a few things somebody can add on to the list that he's been a shelter in the time of storm. Bridge over trouble water. He's been my friend when I've been lonely. He's been my comforter when I've been all by myself. He's been a provider when I needed something. He's been a mystery but he gave me the victory when I've been going through. In fact he gave me peace when there was no peace around. I'm still preaching and you ain't saying nothing. Somebody should be testifying and say the reason why I'm thanking him because after all I've been through yet you still decided to bless a little rascal like me after all the stress and drama I experienced, yet you didn't let it take me out. And for that, God, everything you've done, I know you've done it for a reason. So now I can simply say thank you. Just tell him thank you because here it is. Thank you can go a long ways. The elder saints used to say, if I had 10,000 tongues, Y'all ain't tracking with me this morning. I can't thank him enough. I, I mean, I wish I had somebody at least with one tongue that can say, Reverend, when I look back over my life and think of the things that God has brought me from, how he kept me over danger seen and unseen, how he protect me while driving my car, I don't have to have other tongues. I can just say it with my own. Thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I promise you, 22 minutes will be out your way. In this text, uh, you see David is at this point in Psalm 30. He's giving account of thankfulness to God after what he had experienced in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Uh, 
where he had experienced a great plague that God had used to discipline him. In this text, my brothers and sisters, you'll see that David gives a gratitude in a moment when he purchased what they call a threshing floor of Mount Moriah for, from one who was a Jezebite by the name of Arana. Uh, why was David purchasing flooring from Arana? Uh, because he wanted to build an altar so that the pestilence would cease from the people. Now, mind you now, in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, David was penalized and the people of Jerusalem was penalized because David decided to take in census. And in the census, they failed to report two groups of people, the Levites and the Benjamins. And so what David decided to do was take a census, but then later on, David realized that it was disrespectful to God. In fact, the Bible says when he took the census and he realized what was going on, he was given a choice. Uh, you either will have so many days of this, so many days or years of that, and so many days and hours of this. And so here now David is now building an altar uh, after he's purchased what they call the threshing floor from Arana. Watch this. The threshing floor was utilized in the temple so that when you walk in after the trials and tribulations, after a long journey of where you come from, the sand would leave your feet but deposit itself on the wood. Now watch this. The wood was so tight and fitly put together that when you would loose the sand, it would not get into the cracks and the wood would not part because of so much sand in the cracks. You just missed the shout right there. Somebody should say thank you because after all I've been through, you didn't let me fall between the cracks. In fact, you took all the things that I've tried it through, all the mud that I've been through, and yet you left me standing on solid ground. Somebody testify with me today and say, he took my feet out of the miry clay, and now I'm standing on the rock, and his name is Jesus. And so here it is, here it is. David, David has purchased this flooring. I wish I had some home decorative folk. Uh, you know how difficult picking floors could be in your house. Y'all ain't with me today. And here it was, David got this specific flooring from Arana. But he wanted to tell the, the Lord, how much he appreciates him. But watch this. He, he, he went to Arana, and Arana was willing to give him the flooring. When you get a chance, read First Chronicles 21. She was willing, he was willing, I mean, to give him the flooring. And David said, no, I will pay you full price. I saw something at that. As I was looking at 30, I saw something, even as I'm reading it to you all now. Here it was. I'm willing to give it to you for free. But when you learn your lesson, I'm willing to pay you in full. You just missed that. Lord, I know I ain't been right. You gave me chance after chance. But this time, when you let me walk into the church this time, I promise you I'm going to have praise on my lips, thanksgiving in my heart. I'm going to have a song can't nobody sing. In fact, this joy that I have, the wild didn't give it, and the wild can't take it away. Here, here. He, he builds, he, he, does, he does this, and he, 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 he does this to buy the floor to build a place of worship. And some folk, uh, can I just be honest, should be thankful that the altar is not only in the church. I'm going to preach to the ones in the back because y'all know what I'm talking about. Some folks should be thankful that the altar is not in the church. Where is it? Mama had an altar. Daddy had an altar. Grandmama and them had an altar. In fact, the deacons and the preacher had an altar. In fact, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took a little time out to pray for me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the, that the altar 
ain't just here because watch this. This get moved around too much. And in the movement of the altar, you might drop my prayer. Y'all just missed your shout. But how many can testify that said, though they left me behind, God didn't leave me. Though they forgot about me, God still had his hands on me. Though they gave up on me, God still gave me grace. I thank God for the altar. Because it was at the altar is where I found the Lord. And here it is, David. David says, I, I went to get this, this wood, Pastor Greer, and, and I'm giving thankfulness to God because I got this wood and God didn't let me fall as I go through my stuff. And I was looking at the text, and one thing he showed me in my thankfulness is that in my thank you, I'm enthusiastic. Verse number three says, I will extol you, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. He, he suggests that your thankfulness and being thankful should be enthusiastic. And here it is. That word extol means to praise enthusiastically. Which means God's people, because he didn't allow your enemies to set up wreck shop and be in charge of your life, should have an enthusiastic praise. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. Why? Because he's done so much for me. Is there anybody here that can testify and say, Reverend, I praise him the way I do because what the enemy thought for evil, God meant it for good. In fact, what the enemy set me up with, God had a plan. He made my enemies my footstool. He said, Yo, it should be some, 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 some enthusiastic behavior of the saints. And you know what make me want to vomit sometimes? I come to church on a regular basis. And I believe sometime this building has become my other home. But here, here it is. I, I, I get a little stomach ache because for folk to come to church selectively or whenever you feel like coming you still pick and choose when you want to praise him you miss that and the reason why I get so sick to my stomach is because listen he didn't have to let you get here today And truth be told, some folks should be shouting so crazy because you found the church at your house. During the pandemic, you found a reason to raise up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. During the pandemic, you was able to look at your bank account and it's still read positive. During the pandemic, you was able to open up your cupboard and say, Lord, I thank you for the food you provided. So why not have an enthusiastic praise? I will lift up my voice to the heavens because I know leaning to God will give me everything that I need. Look at somebody say, you need to get happy for God. He, he says, I, my, my thankfulness is enthusiastic. But he says, watch this, y'all. He says, I'm thankful. I thank you because uh, you eliminated some stuff. I thank you for the things you have eliminated. Now look, at, look at verse 2. It says, oh, Lord, I cried out to you and you healed me. That, that should have been a deliverance shout for somebody that's been sick right there. It, it, it becomes such a joy to say thank you because there were many things that God eliminated. Uh, David realized that God eliminated the enemy when he fought Goliath. David realized that God eliminated him from being in the hands of the bear. In fact, David realized that God eliminated him from being in death. What did the Bible says? Yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death, I will fear no. Somebody should raise their hand right now and say, God, I'm grateful you eliminated some stuff. In fact, you eliminated some people. 
He, he, he says, he says you, you should have, and you're thankful and being thank you. He said there should be a happiness because he eliminated some stuff. I, 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 I thought about my granny. Uh, y'all know I'm going to talk about my granny as long as I'm living. Uh, but but he, here it was. Uh, my granny had a unique way of worshiping God. She would say, uh, you see, these tears are not tears of pain. Granny, you crying. Tears always mean sorrowfulness. She said, no, these are tears of joy. And I said, what? Why are you saying that, Granny? You crying, you snotting, and you grabbing tissue, and you wiping your face, your eyes are bloodshot. She said, boy, because when I look at where you was. See, you, you didn't got so saved and sanctified, you forgot you were sinful and satanic. You ought to be shouting that your mama prayed, your granny prayed. She was praising them in a different way. Those tears have healed you. I, I found that interesting that, that he, would, he would eliminate some stuff for me. I mean, I wish I had some folk that were in debt. Okay, some, some of y'all halfway clapped. So then that means we got some folk that's been physically sick. I wish I had somebody that can testify what cancer looked like. A, a drug user looked like. An alcoholic looked like. A whoremonger looked like. But thanks be to God, he eliminated some stuff that wasn't supposed to be me. He made me in his image, so he eliminated some stuff that wasn't supposed to elevate me. It was supposed to tear me up, but because he eliminated, now I can say thank you. He, he eliminated and here, here, here's the other piece. He says, in my thank you, uh, you have given me extensions. That's right there in the text. I'm walking you through the Bible if you're watching and you're reading. Uh, verse 3 says, oh Lord, you brought up from the grave. That's the first one. Uh, you kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. You kept me alive is the second one. And the third one is not going in the pit. You kept me from the grave. Y'all see that in your Bible? You kept me alive. Then you didn't let me go in the pit. You kept me from the grave. You kept me alive. But then you didn't let me go in the You didn't let me go in the pit. You kept me alive. And you kept me out of the grave. Let me change it up for somebody that might be dyslexia. Uh, you kept me out of the grave. You took me out of the pit. And you kept me alive. You just missed that. Somebody should say thank you for the simple fact. You should have been dead somewhere sleeping in your grave. They should be viewing your body tomorrow at Angeles. But thanks be to God. He decided to share just a little more love and mercy and spread your life one more time. What can wash away all of your sins? It was nothing but the blood of Jesus. Look at somebody say the blood still works. Yeah, the blood still works. He, 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 he did some stuff. And truth be told, listen, I'm glad for not the stimulus because I didn't get mine anyways. I know some of y'all wondered, where did it go? Where did it go? That's called young, dumb childhood mistakes. I ain't afraid to testify about it. I ain't got to test a lie. But I do know this. He did extend more days on my life. In fact, 1,200 looked good, but he gave me at least 12 more hours. Some of y'all missed that. And some folks should be rectifying their relationship with God because despite of your ugliness, your stupidity, and your foolishness, he extended some extra time in your life. How do I know this morning he woke you up? 
despite of how ugly you was yesterday. And even this morning, he still touched you with the finger. So the first thing I saw in the text, and I'm going to get out your way, is uh, I'm thankful because your anger was not external. Watch this. I'm thankful because your anger was not external or eternal. Text says, for his anger is but for a moment. Here's the shout. But his favor is for life. David suggests that we should find joy in knowing God's anger is not eternal. It's not long-lasting or everlasting. In fact, it's, it's, it's not even one you can look at and declare that God has given you wrath. And ain't it wonderful to serve a God that can get mad, but he still won't kill you? <laughs> and, and here it is. Though God has to correct us, and we've been through some stuff. Everything he's put us through has not become eternal. Because if it would have become eternal, then it would contradict scripture. In John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That word uh, begotten in the Greek means unique one. That whosoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. True, 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 true spirit. Some folk don't even understand what I just said. Because truth be told, listen, had God made his anger eternal. I'm 45. I ain't afraid of my age. I know I would have been dead probably two months after birth. Did y'all just catch that? Because there were so many things that I did not do that I knew I should have been doing. Somebody said, you can't do it at three months. Why can't I? Because at three months, mama said, stop. You kept doing it. And here, 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 here it is. Here it is. Here it is, y'all. When I repented, you restored me. David realized that after the experience in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, that the Lord saw the favor that he had placed upon him. And watch this. Instead of being angry for a long time, he, he decided to look away. Can I help you real quick? Watch this. I love the years I was raised. I was sharing with one of the mothers, both of the mothers and Deacon yesterday as we were preparing the table for today. Childhood is different. When I was coming up, you couldn't smack your lips at your mama and expect to live. <laughs> Can I just be honest? Because I was raised up old school. So you couldn't smack your lips and expect not to have to go see the dentist. Because if you smacked your lips or said something under your breath, I guarantee you at least two of the 32 teeth you got is going to come out somewhere. Childhood, childhood has, has changed. I, I could recall times where I would make my mama so mad. Don't ask for nothing before we go to the store. You cut up in the storm and get you where you cutting up at. Y'all know it changed because some of y'all let your kids throw tantrums over a bag of chips. Don't do it. I'm going to get you where you're cutting up. But watch this. Watch this. this. This should make you smile and rejoice. But how many know when you went to your mama knowing she was mad and you said, Mama, I'm sorry. That brought a smile and she changed 
and she continued to give you the things. And somebody should slip up their hand and say, God, I'm glad that you looked away when I told you I was sorry. You just missed that. Some folks should rejoice because God looked away from a lot of your sins simply by you saying you were sorry. In fact, he showed you his love. And the Bible says his love covered a multitude of I wish I had some redeemed folk because the Bible says, and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. My soul wanted a praise because many said I wasn't going to make it, but God said so it will. Many said I wasn't supposed to have it, but God said so it is yours. How many know when God turns away, you can rejoice because he shed his love and that's called favor. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad he ain't mad at me. I'm glad he, he's not mad at me. Even in the pandemic, I'm glad. Father, you're not mad at me. Not only should your thank you have, uh, it, it wasn't, your anger was not eternal, but here it was, my thank you is emotional. Because the text says, weeping may endure for a night. The, the emotion can become lingering because when you reflect on what you have done or you reflect on the things that God had to play out in your life, sometimes it seems like darkness and it's day. I, I ain't, okay. I guess I'm the only one that ever been depressed. Watch this. I guess I'm the only one that was like the, 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 the individual that was in the grave cutting on herself. And some of y'all said, oh, man, I ain't cut on myself, but really thought about killing myself. Uh-huh. That, that's deep talk. Some folk don't want to get deep. There was a time in your life where you thought you wasn't fit to live, but you definitely was going to die. But there is a time in your life you could say, because I was thinking that, but God, you saw something different. You decided to deposit something on me. And then now I become emotional because you gave your life for somebody like me, somebody that was willing to give up my own life, take my own life, and I didn't have the authority to do so. It becomes emotional because watch this. The living truth is if the enemy can control your thoughts, your nights will never be day. But how many know God didn't design it for you to be in the darkness? In fact, in Genesis 1.14, he says, and God said, let there be light separating the night from the day. In fact, when he died on the cross, the Bible says early. Y'all just missed that. Early on the third day morning, he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. And we should be shouting and saying, thank you because you didn't let my nightmares become my negligence of my praise. You didn't let my past affect my future. In fact, you saw fit to shine a little light on me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine all in my home. I'm going to love preaching better than you sounded. All on my job, I'm going to let it shine. Even in the church. He, he, it becomes emotional. Because the enemy plays tricks on us. If he can get us to believing that all the trouble that you've been through, you will walk in darkness, then he know you won't praise God. <clears throat> I was looking on the news the other day. Some folk was excited about hashtag 45 getting sick. And they were overlooking the work that God was showing us. Y'all just missed that. During his one interview, he said, I just want to thank everybody that was concerned about me. And then in the other interview, he said, I want to thank everybody for their condolences. Y'all just missed that. 
That made me feel some kind of way. And some folk didn't realize God used the pandemic to show the enemy what he can do. In fact, I went from bad to good. Somebody ought to lift up their hands. And for the fact that you've done that, God, I'm crying. I didn't just cry my last tear yesterday. Today I got a reason to cry because I should have been dad yesterday. Somebody ought to say, I'm glad he turned it around. He, he, he turned it around. He, he, he took some things in my life and turned it around. He turned my winter moments into summer expectations. He took my grief and turned it to gladness. He took my, my disgrace and turned it into honor. He took my moments at the cross and gave me comfort. He took my health and gave me honor. He took my weakness and he gave me strength. He took my brokenness and gave me wealth. Somebody should be crying right there. Because listen, after all you've been through, all the stress and drama you had to experience before this sickness hit the earth, God still turned some stuff around in your, I wish I had two, and I'll make three that can say, Reverend, there was many things that God has turned around. In fact, every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing. Les, I held you too long. Because somebody's waiting for a miracle. And don't realize that a miracle is what you are. Not yet, Brother Earl. My last point is there is excitement because the text says, but joy comes in the morning. David found excitement in the text because he knew that after all he'd been through God's anger was not for a lifetime in fact it's amazing how God will dispatch affliction pain and poverty on his people so that you won't forget who God is I know somebody saying well, why would God bring poverty on his people? Because his word said, blessed are they that are poor in spirit. He brings poverty on his people because you won't forget whose you are. David said, if I look back at the things that I experienced in my Chronicles moment, I'm glad that my, thank my being thankful to God was my song that says, this is my exodus. Because many gave up on me a long time ago. But here it was, the Lord, because of the favor he had on David, he spared David's life. And the Bible says in 1 Chronicle 21 how when David built the altar, he took all the burnt offerings and sacrifices unto God and he accepted them. And there was joy again. Can you think of a thing that you could say thank you for? Can you think of at least one thing that you can tell the Lord, I thank you? Can you think of at least two things that you can tell the Lord, is the reason why I thank him. Can you think of three things that you can tell the Lord thank you for? In fact, somebody can say I, I thank him because you've been my God. You've been food on my table. You've been my shelter. You bring my prince a peace. I can thank you because you've been my doctor in the sick room. I can thank you because you've been a lawyer 
in the courtroom. Yeah. I can thank him because he's been my company keeper. I can thank him because when money was funny and my change was strange, you still let me have. I can thank him because you woke me up this morning. I can thank him because you clothed me in my right mind. I can thank him because I'm not living the way I used to live. I can thank him and tell him thank you because you didn't give up on me. Can I get a witness this morning? There was a lady that was known as the thank you woman. Every time something would happen, she would just say thank you. She done it so much that one day she got real sick. She got low sick. To the point she couldn't even speak to say thank you. Are you praying with me this morning? Her children took her to the doctor. And the doctors couldn't answer why she couldn't speak at this moment. They've done test after test. They put this scope down her throat. The doctors came back with results and said, we don't know why she can't speak because everything looks normal on the inside. This woman was just sitting there with a smile on her face. She began to just wave her hand. But her children began to look worried and they begin to wonder how long will mama go speechless? Are you praying with me this morning? Till one day when she went in the doctor's office and she had a three month checkup. She went in after not saying nothing to nobody. She was just waving her hands. She sat down on the table and the doctor said, ma'am, I don't know what else to tell you, but I noticed that you've been waving your hands. How do you feel? The woman then stood up and cleared her throat. She said, uh, I feel pretty good. The doctor looked at her with amazement on his face. He said, you mean to tell me you've been sitting here and you couldn't say nothing but you just waved your hands and now you're speaking. He said, tell me what happened. Can you tell me why if you could speak, you were still waving your hand? She said, well, every time something would happen to me I would tell the Lord thank you because he blessed me when I couldn't bless myself and every time people laughed at me I still told them thank you she said I felt like I have deposited enough thank yous that if I couldn't say nothing I would just wave my hands can I get a witness? She said, when I wave my hands, that's letting the Lord know I might have been down, but I sure wasn't out. I'm still able to wave my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. 
You put life and power in the mouth and the tongue of man. She said, if I couldn't say nothing, I'm from the old school. She said, I just decided to, to wave my hands. And I just stopped by to tell somebody, if you can't say nothing, you ought to just wave your hands. That's enough to tell God, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been good to me. Is there anybody here that can just say thank you, Jesus? You've been good. You've been so, so good. Y'all done got cute on me. Can I get somebody to just wave your hands? That's enough to say thank you. But can I get somebody to testify with me when I look back over my life and I think about the things that God has done? I don't have to say much. But since I got my voice, I tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been good to me. Ain't it been good? Have he done anything for you that you can just say thank you? Through dangers seen and unseen, I can say thank you. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my children. Thank you for sickness. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for food on my table. Thank you for health and strength. I can say thank you. If you can't thank him, I can think of one thing. Why? You should say thank you. Let me tell you, one Friday, he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high and they stretched him wide from the sixth to the ninth hour. Y'all know what he did? He died. He died. Didn't he die? They took him down, put him in the borrowed tomb. He died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But the reason why I can say thank you because early, early, Sunday morning, he got up with power in heaven and earth in his hands. I got one question. Has he been good to you? Has he been good? You ought to show some sign. Can I get somebody to help me close this thing? And stand to your feet. Put your hand on your hip. And stand with dignity. Have some integrity. Stand with pride. And look at your neighbor. And tell your neighbor the reason why. I said thank you. I wasn't supposed to look this good. After all I've been through, I can tell them thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody gonna thank him? Anybody gonna thank him? Didn't he do you good? Did he wake you up this morning? That's the reason why I can say thank you. He's been good. Ain't he been good? Granny said you can say thank you because he walks with you and he talks with you and he tells me I am. I am his own. Do me one no favor. Look at that same neighbor and tell your neighbor I got so much to be thankful for.
Tell them thank you. Tell them thank you. I got one more question. Ain't he all right? Come on, let's celebrate him in this house. Tell him, tell him thank you. If you got something to be thankful for, come on, let's celebrate in one big time. Let's make the enemy mad. Tell him, tell him thank you. That's all David said I was doing it. Psalm 30 and 5, I'm telling them thank you. Because you didn't have to wake me soon this morning, but you did. I'm telling them thank you. If God's been good to you, and you know he's been good to you, just do me a favor, just wave your hand. Now, if he really been good to you and your family, do me one more favor. Just put up both hands. <laughs> watch me. Watch me. But if you know, if you know God has blessed you and done some things for you that you know you didn't deserve, I want you to give him your biggest praise. What is your biggest praise? Look at your neighbor one more time and say, neighbor, be not dismayed with every time. God will, God will, God will take care of you. Tell him thank you. <laughs> While the blood is running warm in your veins. You ought to tell him thank you. Come on, let's bless God in his word. Maybe.